Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. 
this thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Something I've always found fascinating is who other countries honor as far as their founders, their heroes go. One of the coolest things I've heard, maybe you're going to find it horrific, and if you do find it horrific, it's actually completely understandable. It kind of is, while at the same time being Kind of awesome. Mongolia. No, we're not doing a show on the Mongols today. Don't get excited. Mongolia has Genghis Khan on their money. Mongolia has statues of Genghis Khan. Mongolia, unlike our current country, is dang proud of their history They're not tearing down statues. They're not erasing it. They're not apologizing for it. Yeah, I realize he killed 40 million or so. Guess what? None of y'all could do anything about it. Your daggone right he's on our money. Here, China, have some Mongolian dollars with Genghis Khan's face on it. (laughs) I just find that to be so fascinating. And I should say, you can say I'm wrong, and I won't argue with you. I think it's healthy for a nation. I think it's healthy for a nation not to ignore all the bad, but to be proud of its past. My son actually brought it up to me last night. He heard my wife and I talking about something. It, well, oh, it's the Houston area here. They're getting ready to, I don't know if this is Harris County or Houston itself, getting ready to eliminate Columbus Day and replace it with Indigenous Peoples Day. And my boys are not heavily political boys at all. We just, we don't do that to them. You find out for yourselves. But they're, they're also 10 and 11 now. They have ears They hear dad talking. They hear dad and mom talking. They're aware we're a Republican family. We're we're not voting for Joe Biden. We're voting for Donald Trump. They're aware communists are dirty scumbags, and they're aware communism is the worst thing in the history of mankind. Other than that, we really don't – I don't do politics with them. But he hears my wife and I talking about this Indigenous Peoples Day thing. And he looks at me completely confused, and he says, I don't understand. Why would they get rid of – Columbus Day, Columbus discovered America, and he was genuinely confused. And I just explained to him, son, people who want to wreck America or any nation must first destroy your history. Because if you don't remember your history, then you don't know who you are. 
No different than if you woke up tomorrow morning, God forbid, massive car accident, and your entire memory was blanked. Well, who are you? You're not a wife, husband, sister, brother, son. You're nobody because you have no history. Your history defines you. People complain about Japan all the time. They complain because Japan really, I mean, really on the world stage in World War II were inhumanly barbaric, demonic. You and I have talked about it. And this is from a Japan lover and a Japan of World War II lover. I find them fascinating. But you find yourself doing medical experiments on American troops where you cut out their livers without anesthesia while they're alive. Torturing, raping, I mean, d- barbaric, demonic. And the world, I mean, especially China, because they were the victim of most of it, but the world is still mad about this. China's furious about it, that they won't teach that stuff in Japanese schools. They really gloss over the whole thing. And I look at it and I say, yeah, have you seen the internal numbers in Japan? Have you seen things like crime rate in Japan? Have you seen things like poverty rate in Japan? You can whine all you want that they're not teaching their kids the reality of life. They're raising responsible adults who honor their country there. And they're turning out to be good people. Now you look at the United States of America. Let's go over all about the last three or four months here. What do you get when you raise a nation of people who think their own country sucks? Well, it's national suicide. So I find it fascinating who countries honor, how we honor them. And I find it really fascinating that most people do not know about Simon Bolivar. I'm undoubtedly going to call him Simon Bolivar at some point in time here because I am an uneducated, dirty American, and it's just going to come out. I'm going to do the best I can to call him Simon Bolivar. But, gosh, I'm trying to even put into words what Simon Bolivar meant to I mean, not one country, multiple countries in South America. I mean, frankly, all of South America. Simon Bolivar? Simon Bolivar might very well be George Washington and Thomas Jefferson like rolled into one. And maybe Adams and Madison, too. Uh, that's what he meant for South America. If you've ever wondered about South America, taken a look at it, and wondered what are the building blocks that got it to look like that, this country here, that country there, for better and for worse, You cannot tell the story of South America without Simon Bolivar. And he's a name most people don't know. And it's a funny thing why most people don't know it. And because I overthink this stuff, I was pondering this last night. I actually went to my room just so I could be by myself for like 10 minutes and think about this. Why don't we know that much about Latin America, period, here in the United States? I mean, you you know uh, some about Mexico, probably more than usual about Mexico, but especially South America. 
You hit about, oh, Panama on south. I mean, you obviously, I know you know what's there. Uh, they've got Colombia and Brazil, and I mean, the chicks are hot, and there's Chile and Peru. Uh, I, I understand they have, they have anacondas or something, but we just don't know much about how it got to be, and I can't figure out why. Isn't it weird? We're connected and close to South America, and you and I know infinitely more about Europe than we do South America. They're right there. Well, here's the situation. Not from the beginning, because we can't go clear back to the beginning. Let's call it late 1700s, 1777. Again, don't worry. Unless I tell you to remember it, don't worry about remembering exact dates and details. You'll have forgotten that by the time you eat lunch tomorrow. Late 1700s, Venezuela. What's happening in Venezuela? Well, this is happening. Spain is in control of most of South America. There is no Bolivia at this time. It's important that you remember that. That's going to come into play later on in the story, kind of. There is no Bolivia. There's not really a South America like you have it pictured, but there's there's a Venezuela, there's a Colombia, there's a Peru. And Spain is really running the show down there. Like we've gone over before, with the exception of Brazil, who Portugal had, and, you know, a couple other places, Spain is running South America. And by late 1700s, Spain is still, how do I want to describe this? Spain is strong enough on paper to be a major colonial power. And what do I mean by strong enough on paper? Well, I'll elaborate. Home title theft is, well, it's beating law enforcement right now. I I don't like saying that. That's not an indictment on law enforcement. There's always a new crime out there, and it takes law enforcement time to get their hands on it. But the truth is this. These cyber thieves are tearing through the home titles in this country, and they're having a hard time catching them after the fact, let alone stopping them beforehand. That's just a fact. So, you have one choice. Get HomeTitleLock.com. Well, I take that back. You actually have two choices. You can leave your home title vulnerable to cyber thieves taking a loan out against it and you having to pay it back. Or you can go get HomeTitleLock.com. Until this crime stops, you have to have it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Do not forget, use the code RADIO. That gets you 30 days for free. Jesse Kelly returns next.
paper tigers at this point was Spain. The Spanish crown, we've talked about Spain extensively, way more than most people do because, as I've told you before, man, are they really, really undersold for how much they had at the height of their power. Absurdly undersold. So Spain... By late 1700s, the Spanish Empire, much of it was really built on gold and silver mines. Each nation has its own thing, right? Each nation has its, has its own thing it builds itself on. And I understand there's a lot of crossover. They're all going to have some gold. They're all going to have some silver. They're all going to have spice. They're all, I mean, especially early on, not so much this time anymore, but they're going to have slaves. It's going to be huge. But Spain really banked on gold and silver. And it was running out. They were exhausting their resources. And powerful empires, when powerful empires start to decline, their decline is not always obvious at first. In fact, it rarely is obvious at first. It's, it's slow and low. It's internal. It's government strife in division. No longer, even though everybody has political parties, no longer one central goal of everybody. Armed services is another huge place this stuff starts to happen, not just with money, culture, leadership. Are you up and coming? Working hard, fighting battles. Are you fat, happy? When's the last time you actually had to fight somebody who was your equal? That's part of it. And the other part is sometimes you've for too long been fighting somebody who's your equal and you're just broken down. You don't have the young men left in your society. It's just, it happens slow and low. But These huge empires generally are not thought to be as weak as they really are until something big happens and it reveals it to them. Spain is at this point in the late 1700s. And Spain, like most nations, they're trying to figure out how to continue to fund this huge empire they have at this time. Remember, just everywhere, landmass-wise, humongous. And they're trying to figure out how to get more of a hold on the Americas. They have all these things in the Americas, all these territories. What they don't have is a firm hold on them, a firm control on them. The Spanish never, ever, ever did the whole colonial power thing as well as, you know, the British. The British, the British invented this stuff. With all due respect to the Romans, it's probably the Romans. But the the Romans were a little more heavy-handed. But the British invented this stuff. Remember, the British were excellent at figuring, I mean, imposing their will while at the same time figuring out exactly how far they could push you. If you were a people who were always going to be rebelling in a problem if you took it too far, the British would let you do your own thing to an extent. That's fine. Make sure you send some troops when we call. That's why they did it so that's why they did it so long, so they did it so well. The Spanish were not like that. They did not do well there. 
So they're trying to expand their control and trying to gain more money. So they passed something called the bourbon reforms. Do not get excited. It is not that kind of bourbon. Powerful ruling Spanish family called the House of Bourbon is why they're called the the Bourbon Reforms. I don't know if they made bourbon, Chris. I don't think so. I don't think bourbon's Spanish. Bourbon's American, right? I'm almost positive that's like one thing we have that we just didn't steal from everybody else, and that is not an insult to America. That's the way to do it. Let them do the work. We'll just take it and do it better. (laughs) All right. Focus, Chris. Bourbon reforms were a lot of things, but for Latin America, for South America, this is what the bourbon reforms were. Spain had tried to be fairly hands-off with the people who lived here. Remember, there were Indian tribes, not just all over North America. There were tribal peoples all over the world until these more modern powers took them over. South America was no different. You need to think about them very much like you think about the Indian tribes of America. Indian tribes all over. The Spain take over. I don't want to act like they were completely hands-off because they weren't, but they weren't that strict, and they would move in, and you know... Nature's going to take its course, and eventually they're intermarrying. They're having, obviously, mixed children. They're, 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 they're trying to integrate in that way, which can be a very effective way to integrate. But a lot of these, a lot of these peoples are starting to get real, real rebellious, more rebellious. Why are they getting more rebellious? Because part of Spanish Spain's plan, which I don't think is a terrible plan, is... You take a lot of the Spanish-born, sometimes the South American-born, the more wealthy people in society, and you make sure you give them high levels of education. So now you're educating these people. And sooner or later, capable, smart, educated people look around and say, well, why am I not governing myself? Why are you in charge of me? The bourbon reforms tried to crack down on all that, whoa, 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 you're not doing your own thing stuff. It tried to bring people more in. It asserted a lot more control over the people who were there. The problem is these bourbon reforms were passed decades too late. By that point in time, you've already given them a mind of their own. Now they're like, ah, no, that's going to be a no for me. Bringing us to the Bolivar family. Simone Bolivar, that's like the second or third time I've said his name right, Chris. Simone Bolivar, he was born to an extremely wealthy family. And these were the pro- this, these were the problem families for the Spanish. An extremely wealthy South American family. Spanish slash South American, they call them Creoles. He was highly educated. His parents extremely anti-Spanish by that by this point in time, chafing big time against this new assertive Spain. And they start to look, and they see what? What do you think's happening about the year 1777, 78? 79. Anybody? Any of you history buffs out there? Anything happening in the world right about that time? You guessed it. 
the American Revolution is happening at that time. This is not a local story. Peoples all over the world who were under colonial rule and didn't want to be under colonial rule were looking at us and saying to themselves, why not us? Why can't we be free? Especially because of who we cast off. Nobody casts off the British, not at that point in time. We cast off the British. That's an inspiration to other people. Freedom is contagious. And these people in South America are looking and thinking, oh, yeah, we can do that. And there's something else going on in Spain. going to hurt them a little. Hang on. You need an auto protection plan. How about America's number one auto protection company? But you know what? That's probably too simplistic. When I talk about Car Shield and I talk about them being number one, I guess I should clarify why and what being number one gives you. You see, being number one gives them flexibility, the kind of flexibility they pass down to you when the worst happens and you have covered repairs with your car. Well, you got to you got to find a mechanic or a dealership, don't you? If you have Car Shield, you choose the mechanic. You choose the dealership. Then the payments, they're flexible. And oh, I should mention the plan, you can have one of many plans. There isn't one plan or two plans. That is what being number 1 means. Go to carshield.com Again, that's carshield.com. Don't forget to use the code JESSE. Get 10% off. A deductible may apply. Spain already weakened. Tries some stuff they shouldn't have tried. South America getting bold. South America's wealthy getting bold. And that's that's generally a big, big part of successful revolutions. You know I'm not exactly the classist guy. I didn't say classiest, although I'm not that either. I'm not the classist guy, rich people are better than poor people type thing. As you can imagine, that's not exactly my philosophy. I'd be indicting myself. However, I also have eyes and I can see historically revolutions, rebellions, whatever you want to call them, the ones that succeed have rich, powerful people on their side. The ones that fail, just a bunch of poors trying to get by because wars, rebellions, revolutions, however you want to put the word, they cost money and lots of it. You need resources. You need resources. Once the wealthy people get involved and decide 
there is time for a revolution. You're going, you have, your chances go through the roof. Why do you think the American Revolution was so successful? The poor farmer who's putting rounds downrange obviously matters. His matter, his life matters as much as the next guy. However, if all the wealthy, wealthy, powerful Americans in the colonies didn't get involved, we don't win the American Revolution. Period. The wealthy people get involved, and Spain, they get a little visit from a man you may have heard of before. His name is Napoleon. At the worst possible time, remember when I said they were a crumbling power internally anyway? Napoleon had eyes. He could see. He goes marching into Spain at this point and says, I like it here. I think I'll stay. I hear the tapas are good. Please get me some appetizers. This is a great thing for the South Americans who want freedom. And Simon Bolivar actually goes to Europe. Remember, I told you he was wealthy. And he goes there with his tutor. He had this famous tutor who was famous for teaching him about freedom and such. And he goes and bounces around Europe a little, goes to see Napoleon. Now, I'm not going to do a Napoleon show today, but you need to remember Napoleon's path was a familiar path. Happens time and again. But Napoleon started out as the the anti-monarchist. Napoleon is here because we don't need a king. We don't need one man in charge. We need freedom. We need civil liberty. And then Napoleon gets done kicking the crap out of all the continental European powers and looks around and sees that I'm in charge of all of it and thinks to himself, ah, maybe we do need one man in charge. And that one man is me. Simon Bolivar, by all accounts, was actually disgusted by this. He admired early on greatly admired that Napoleon was a strong, brave man willing to fight for the liberation of the people from a monarchy because that's what they were craving so much in South America, places like Venezuela. They pull one off. Spain is hurting. In the year 1808, they have, well... It's hard for me to call it the revolution. Let's just say early 1800s, Venezuela's very split. They have very they have many Spanish loyalists. They have many revolutionaries. By 1811, they make the revolution official. And they, they depose the Spanish governor and Venezuela's free. The reason I'm kind of hedging on this is, ah, that failed after like a year. Another thing you and I undersell about the American Revolution, the American Rebellion. Even if you're successful, and this has taken place time and time and time again throughout the world, even if you're successful, winning wars, winning battles, you won the revolution, that doesn't mean you'll be able to hang on to it. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. Maybe you were successful 
but so weakened, and then you don't have the economic engine to build back up, but the power you threw off does, and they just go back and regroup and come marching right back in, and that's exactly what Spanish, what Spain did, came marching right back in. So they have to do this time and time and time again, but eventually Simon Bolivar takes Venezuela from Spain. Now this part is this is the part you need to understand. He is thought of to this day. It's hard to find a politician down there who won't talk lovingly about Simone Bolivar. Like I said, Washington and Jefferson and Adams rolled into one. I think highly of Simone Bolivar, personally, just from everything I've read. Let's not be under the impression here that this was the second coming of Jesus Christ. As I've told you time and time again, people who do things do bad things. Simon Bolivar was not interested in having yet another Spanish takeover of Venezuela, meaning Simon Bolivar lined up all the Spanish loyalists the last time they won and shot them all in the back of the head. Now, that's easy for you and I to talk about on the radio. Pause for a brief moment. I don't need you to get too gory here, but think about what that looks like. Think about what that sounds like, smells like. Men begging for their lives, lined up on their knees and shot in the back of the head. And I'm not indicting him for it, but I do want you to understand you don't cast off tyrants with strongly worded letters. You don't get to type up an email with that snotty little corporate reply, please advise at the very end and win a revolution. Revolutions are fought this way. They are. All right. Now they have Venezuela. Woohoo! Simon Bolivar does not see himself as a champion of Venezuela. Simon Bolivar sees himself as a champion of South America in total. He's not done yet. Where are they going next? They're going to Colombia. By now, the Spanish really do not like this Simon Bolivar character. But to his credit, granted he was highly, highly educated in a bunch of different things, this dude is more than just a good leader. This dude is a good military commander, a good administrator, a little vicious. Yeah, pretty much. But the dude gets things done. Remember I said they were wealthy and knew other wealthy people? If you're wondering where they got the arms and, and things they needed to continue to fight the Spanish, they're hiring half these guys. British mercenaries and such. And he hires a bunch of mercs and he marches on freaking Bogota. And he not only marches on Bogota, he does this incredible march through, they have these plains down there. South America is very diverse, you know, geographically. And they have these plains down there. It so happened there was this horrible rainy season right before the march. And so the Spanish weren't worried about the plains because what kind of psychopath would wade through that swamp? Simon Bolivar would. And his entire army would. And he shows up at the doorstep of Bogota and the Spanish just basically crap themselves. Hang on.
Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. CarShield.com. Before I'm done talking, you go to CarShield.com and just look around. That's all I'm asking you to do is check out their range of protection plans. I love options. I love when a company gives me options. I hate when I'm told you need this or need that, and, oh, here's the one you can have. Well, Are you telling me my auto protection plans are the same as your auto protection plans? Of course they're different. Of course they're different. CarShield gives you a wide range of plans, and if the worst happens and you need them, you got to pay, they offer flexible payments. That's why they're America's number one auto protection company. And you can choose your mechanic, the one that's convenient for you, the one you trust. CarShield.com. That's CarShield.com. While you're there, don't forget to use the code JESSE. Saves you 10%. A deductible may apply. Simon Bolivar stomps into Bogota, takes Colombia. At this point in time, things are going from bad to worse in Spain. Not only are they losing ground quickly in the Americas, and I mean all of the Americas, they now get an internal rebellion at home. Are you starting to understand why you never think about Spain anymore and they were a juggernaut? I mean, what are we talking about? It's 200 years ago. A juggernaut. That's not far. That's not long ago. You don't think about them now. I don't even know if you'd call them a third-rate power now. Quick side quick side story. We had a Spanish unit of army dudes come and take over for us. We were guarding this palace in Iraq. It doesn't matter. It's not important. The details aren't important. But the Spanish guys came over, and we had to transition with them for a day or two. They were the most useless bunch of sissies you've ever seen in your life. One thing, I'm not going to go off on a tangent here. One thing you learn quickly. People are fascinated by foreign and exotic all the time. Exotic armies, exotic cars, exotic guns, exotic women, exotic everything. You're fascinated by it because it's mysterious. 99% of the time, it's worse than what you got here. I remember we were told before we went to Thailand about how tough these Thai Marines were. and They live in the jungle and fight tigers with their bare hands. They were the biggest bunch of sissies I've ever seen in my entire life. If it started raining or you gave them more than 20 pounds, they'd just go sit on the side of the road. It was pathetic. For the most part, these foreign armies sucked. Now, like the Brits and the Australians, that's a different story. Those dudes were awesome. All right, back to the Spanish. But they were just, we, I remember because we had never worked with them before. We were curious. Ah, sweet. I bet they're going to have cooler guns and I bet they're going to have cool uniforms. Probably cool to talk to. Maybe they brought some of their women with them. I mean, you never know. Yeah, it all sucked. They were useless. Lazy, pathetic. Anyway, back to my story. 
Spain suffers an internal rebellion at this time. And now Spain is, I mean, they're almost run out of South America completely, except for Peru. Peru's holding for Spain until Simon Bolivar gets involved and he goes down and stomps there and takes Peru too. Only, you remember the resentment he had for Napoleon and why he resented him? Simon Bolivar, here we are Venezuela, Colombia, Peru. He starts looking around and starts saying to himself, we really need republics here. Let's be free. But I'm still going to be in charge. He actually carves off upper Peru and makes it, anyone want to guess? Bolivia. That's where they get the name. I need a country too, Chris. We all have to think about what what? We'll have to think about what to name it. This is really the end of the the high points of Simon Bolivar's life. You see, he really tried to entrench himself as, honestly, a dictator in all these places. They really ran him out of Bolivia. I mean, I know that's odd. They ran him out. He tried to pass his constitution. I'm, I'm in charge. I own the place. And they're all, ah, oh, no. Actually, these were people hungering to be free. They were not going to accept a new king. He goes back to Colombia and tries to seize Colombia. And Colombia and Venezuela are one at this point. He goes back to Colombia, tries to seize Colombia, and Colombia's all, ah, no. Actually, no. Venezuela's so disgusted with him. Venezuela secedes. It's why they're their own country now. They're like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing with that. And then in his 40s, he dies. Now... If you're going to ask me how he died, the answer is I don't know. Nobody knows. He died, they said, officially of tuberculosis. However, they found weapons-grade levels of arsenic in his body, which I know what you're saying. Oh, Jesse, so he was poisoned. Uh, no. No. Remember the conversations we've had before about doctors? About doctors prescribing children heroin for coughs? Mercury enemas, bloodletting people to let out the disease. Remember those French doctors we just talked about earlier this week in the Panama Canal, having people dying of, mos- of mosquito-borne illnesses, basically placing their patients in a cup of water with the windows open? They treated tuberculosis at this time with arsenic. So maybe he was poisoned. Maybe he wasn't poisoned. I don't know. But in his 40s, Simone Bolivar died. An, ex- an impressive, I mean, I, I really, I, I covered that in an hour because I had so much I wanted to get to today. It's worth looking into more if any part of that story fascinates you because I glossed over things I could have spent a long time on. Hang on. Doormaster, that's where you need to go. Not 
When you're about ready to make that next purchase and you need your credit score raised, you need to go there now. Go there beforehand. You see, I understand your credit score may not be what you want it to be. And obviously, you know the things you need to do to get that credit score up. Start making all your payments on time. Stay consistent with that. But did you know you have several points you can add to your credit score essentially for nothing? Now, you may not. Scoremaster knows, though. They know how to get those points. Get this. The average Scoremaster user, they raise their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. You have hidden points right there for you. You can get them. All you need is Scoremaster to walk you through the process. Go to scoremaster.com slash jesse. That's scoremaster.com slash jesse. Enroll in minutes. Enjoy that higher credit score. Freedom is messy. And this is why it's messy. Freedom is such a word we take for granted here in America. And I don't mean we take our freedoms for granted. We do, but that's just, that's human nature. Not indicting you or I for that. That's all we've ever known. So we take it for granted. We talk about freedom as if it's all the star-spangled banner and 4th of July. I want a hot dog and some potato chips and freedom, freedom, freedom. Freedom is a violent word in other parts of the world. You realize that? You and I find it to be inspirational in songs. Other parts of the world know, I have to hurt people to get it. I want it so bad. Because freedom means freedom from something. Well... We have some tyranny, and it's here. What are we going to do about Jesse Kelly Show. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What? Look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.